Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm Simon Sweetman and we are up to episode 86 uh, with support from Yeasty Boys, Tea Leaf Tea and Le Petit Chocolat, thanks to them. Uh, this was a conversation with Claire Maybe and Andrew Laking. They are known as Pirate and Queen. They are um, event organisers, the best known for Lit Crawl, Wellington's coolest little literary festival. So that's mostly what we talked about, but um, uh, got a bit of their backstory. I, I knew Andrew already, I knew him years ago, we used to play hockey together. Um, Andrew's a musician and, and, and a promoter of, of music events. Um, Claire has been involved in publishing and, and involved with other uh, literary festivals and organising events and is a self-professed book nerd. So when these two met a few years ago, they they had some ideas around maybe doing a music festival. I think Andrew wanted to do a music festival. Claire's obviously more into books. They put those ideas together and created Lit Crawl, which is a literary festival that kind of works like a music festival in that there are multiple stages, multiple events, events that kind of pop up in interesting places. You can't possibly get to everything on the program. There's no way the uh, many of the events overlap, so you have to choose uh, what you want to see. Uh, this year the event is has it grows every year. This year it's got a few ticketed events that... Um, you can you can book ahead and choose to go and and see and they're in sort of a, a bit more of a conventional literary environment and a bit more like a, a literary festival. Whereas uh, some of the other shows that look cool, they happen in bookstores, but they also happen in record stores. They happen in bike shops. They happen in pubs. They uh, they they happen in public. And um, yeah, you just have to make a donation to go to those. And they get some really cool uh, people talking about some really interesting things. So I sat down with them and uh, we talked through the pretty much the entire program. So what you're going to hear is, is uh, you know, their background and how they came to this and, and some past stories about previous events. But we also go through almost everything that's on the program for Lit Crawl 2017, which happens in Wellington in November, the weekend of the 10th to the 12th. Um, they also, earlier this year, did an amazing little winter festival called Loomis and we talk about that, they're going to do that again. Um, they combined food and movies and music and yeah, really interesting events and so we talked about that, so they're going to do that again next year and uh, yeah, as I say, Andy's brought out some musical acts and continues to bring out some musical acts and continues to play so there's lots in here around all of that but really wanted to give a giant plug to, to Lit Crawl. Um, one of the Highlights of Lit Crawl for me this was is going to be the um, the Bob Dylan event. There's a bunch of there's a, we talk about this. There's a panel of um, of Dylan experts talking about all things Dylan. Um, since we did this podcast, um, Claire got in touch and asked if I'd actually introduce that and and sort of chair that panel. So I'm actually going to be directly involved in that event. So that was something I was looking forward to anyway. And now I'm um, I'm going back and 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 reading up on Dylan and listening to Dylan as I guess I always have over the years but I'm I'm very excited to be hosting that event so um, full details on the page and um, everything you'll ever need to know about Lit Crawl is in this podcast I reckon and um, if you're in or near Wellington on that weekend get along because there's some really cool stuff so this is me talking with Claire and Andrew the directors creators and uh, organizers of Lit Crawl the best place might be to start is, is how you guys arrived at this that's a good question 
kind of, um, I've been working in festivals for ages, for maybe the last 10 years, like multi-arts festivals, mm. and I always travelled around the country, and then I spent quite a, a long time overseas working in publishing, and while I was overseas, kind of went to quite a few different festivals that were different formats, and enjoyed just being in different cities and exploring mm. cities via their events. So when um, I came home, I had met Andrew Laking at this stage, who was a very much an entrepreneurial spirit, more so mm. than I was. And, and you wanted to start a festival, and Some sort of festival. We had a few yeah. ideas sort of floating around. floating around. Probably more music oriented. But. Yeah. So then I hijacked that idea by and said, maybe we should do a literary festival. Because Andrew, Andrew, I mean, we met years ago at university playing yeah, hockey, which right. is removed from this entirely. <laughs> but I was going to say, your background's musical, yeah. if anything, like you're a yeah. musician, so I can see why you want to do a music festival. Although, interestingly, Lit, Lit Crawl has kind of a yeah. kind of musical vibe to it. And it's yeah, yeah, up. totally. Yeah. I kind of look at it as, I mean, if you haven't been to Lit Crawl before, there's like phases each hour with mm. multiple events going on which like can, multiple stages yeah you can think yeah. of it like multiple stages at a musical mm. festival and there's like mm. six or seven options going on at any one time and you can sort of yeah, so pop along to one but not only is there something in the organisation that feels like that but also there's the whole you know you've you, the Alistair's music the, yeah that, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute but like that that's a little feature that you know where you get songwriters to perform and obviously talk about Song, sort of legitimizing songwriting as a form of as a, form of as a yeah as, as a form of writing exactly yeah, as, totally. as something that deserves to sit alongside other authors talk discussing their work or presenting their work. There's which, definitely a strong definitely a strong crossover there. I think mm. although interestingly programming that session's always been quite difficult. Yeah, because when you get down to it, if you start listening to songs, if you start listening to lyrics by themselves, yes. There's not that many writers that stand up. Yeah, who yeah, really, yeah, yeah, who yeah. really kind of li lyric focused. Yeah, they tend to be, you know, that's right. reason it, music focused. That's right. It has to be about the marriage of the two, the music and the, and also like if they've got one or two really great examples of where the lyrics are profound or 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 worth discussing or there's a story there, they've also got one or two that aren't. You know, it's hard to find a consistent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've had guys in that session who didn't even sing actually, just. Yeah, just right. basically read lyrics. Richard von Sturmer. Yeah. Oh, yeah a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think like that kind of legitimizing what writing is kind of what we wanted to do with Lit Crawl from the start. So I guess so I um in terms of the actual idea, I'd met this dude in Wellington who was from Iowa. He was working at the IML. I think mm. he must have been out in summer school or something. He was a really interesting guy and I was kind of talking to him about like I just felt like there was something missing in Wellington and I was like, I can't put my finger on it, but it feels like there's so many independent publishers here and so many writers. Mm. Wellington's so full of cool spaces, but but we don't really use them. To use them. Or, yeah, or they get used for one thing and yeah, one thing only. And what, yeah. and they get defined by that. And yeah, it. but it seemed... So I was trying to kind of put my finger on how to pull these things together and then he told me about the Iowa Lick Rule. So I researched that and Skype the guy um, who runs Mission Creek Festival, which is a really big festival and it has a lit crawl mm. as part of it. And we Skyped and I kind of asked him about it and he talked through the format and it just became really obvious to me that it was perfect for Wellington because of the geography of the city, it's mm. walkable, there's so many spots. And then um, 
I was back overseas in Dublin and went to this other cool kind of format festival called Words on the Street, which was a celebration of European literature in Dublin, but it all happened in one town square. Hmm. And then, um, so we just kept talking about these ideas. So this is what, 2010, 2010 12, 13? Must have been 2013. Yeah. And then, so we just kept refining it and talk to the lit crawl people. So it kind of started in San Francisco. Mm. And um, we just made it happen in 2014 as that, an experiment. That was the first, that one, was yeah, the yeah. first one, yeah. And obviously it was a success or you wouldn't still be doing it, but, um, you know, it wasn't a wasn't a complete failure. Cause well, you know, I was terrified. I was like, but, no one's going to come. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How, like, how were you feeling about I it? I was so nervous. Mm. I just thought, this is, what are we doing? And it took so much time as well. Like, yeah. it really took a long time to to get to yeah. but then on the night just it was weird like I didn't even I couldn't quite grapple with the number of people who came out and where they came from yeah yeah I was like, where, how did all these people even find out about it because I thought we had like a what our marketing budget was about $80 or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um but we realised quite quickly that because Lipcrawl is so collaborative, because we have so mm. many venues, so mm. many publishers, so many authors, the word actually spreads mm. really quickly. And that's kind of, that's what's happened every year. Just more people have come and we've been overwhelmed by numbers. So this is going to be the fourth, the fourth. one. Yeah. So, because I was going to say last year I, I got up and introduced the um, people for one of the talks. It was... Um, the essays one. Essays. Yeah. And it was really cool, but... Um, I, I was, you know, I was heading along to the thing and it was, and I think it was a pretty rainy night. Or, it was a terrible yeah. night. Last and so night. I just thought, oh, you know, this will be good. Like, I'm really looking forward to do, doing this, but I wonder how many people will be there. There probably won't be that many in the scheme of things. It's a, it's Saturday night and it's raining and you're asking people to go into a bar and listen to people read for me and talk about it. And it was the most packed, <laughs> I think, that Meow had ever, ever been, or that, that I'd, you know, insane, that I'd eh? seen. It was crazy. Yeah, it was rock and roll yeah. that night. It was yeah. actually a bit, like, I love, I love that energy on the night of Lit Crawl, but mm. for me personally, because I'm trying to run around and, like, yeah. just, like, reassure myself that everything's okay. The, yeah, of course. I actually can't get into the venues. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, God, I hope it's okay, Meow. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so, you're standing outside looking yeah, in through the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that was an amazing, amazing session, that one. I think um, all of the venues, despite, like, so it was torrential rain all mm, day. Mm. And the next night was the earthquake night, so it was almost like this creepy premonition. But every session was full, and Meow was just, it was like rock stars. That's what I love. Writers are rock stars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and some, when you, you were talking about um, getting, uh, you know, Wellington seemed like a good place for this. I was thinking there were, there's things like that poetry walk and stuff that, you know, it's like little ideas had been started. Yeah. And so you, you've you've kind of built an event around aspects like that. But yeah. it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, an annual event, something I mean, that happens that brings people out rather, because, you know, there'd be loads of people that live here, have lived here forever that don't know that there's this, poetry walk that you can do down by the waterfront down the, yeah, yeah, yeah by the is it the Wellington Sculpture Trust yeah 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 yeah. yeah. it's an awesome thing actually yeah. but yeah I mean Wellington is just such a strong literary city mm. it's incredible mm. and also an innovative city I think like we've mm. got really I just I'm just continuously impressed by the publishers like people like Helen Rickaby who runs Sierra Press um, like she just does these incredible publications that are totally independent mm really um, 
featuring brilliant writers like Nina Powers, the, latest, the latest publication that Helen did. So I just feel like the city's full of this real literary yeah. imagination. We've got um, a lot of writers in this country. Yeah. For a small country. Like, yeah. Some would say maybe too many, if anything. But so that's a great base for you to work to from, tap into. Uh, to tap yeah, into. Yeah, we're really, really lucky that. In a way, it's kind of I, it's kind of some similarities to the jazz festival. Mm-hmm. How that how that how they create that vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, it works because there are so many good creative musicians mm-hmm. in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. just kind of provide a platform, yeah. and give it a push here and there, and bring yeah. in some international artists. Yeah, yeah. Is, and so, yeah. So your the your festival, I guess, yeah, like the jazz festival and and and, and any festival that starts off and, and hopes to grow, it really has grown over the last few years too. And in terms of well, you're booking more um, events, but also bringing people from further afield. Yeah, it, and actually this year in particular, I've really noticed that we've had lots of emails from people from Napier and Nelson and mm. Auckland and Christchurch and just got an email from someone who's bringing like a busload of people from New Plymouth. So it's really, I think, kind of the feelers have reached around the country, which is awesome and mm. not, not what we started out to do, but definitely something that we're really proud of mm. and we def- we really do want to grow local because so many people keep coming out we want everyone to be able to get in yeah 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 so yeah this other program this year is significantly bigger mm. yeah mm. but we've kind of we've kind of grown it rather than just making bigger venues yeah we've yeah. made more events so that yeah. it still keeps that sort of tighten it you yeah, go into yeah, a place yeah. there might be you know anywhere between if it's a tiny venue like Alice's Music, mm. 30, 40 people, up Max. to maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. 400 at most, squashed yeah, yeah. into Caroline or Meow or yeah. one of those slightly bigger venues. Yeah, yeah. And and again, it's about um, no one can go, I mean, it's structured like this, no one can actually see everything. You've no. Got, you've got, you've intentionally got overlapping events. Yeah. So people have to make choices. Yeah. So but, they miss out potentially on something they really want to see, but they're at something that they also really want to see yeah hopefully hopefully and also i i kind of mainly deliberately did put things that i thought would probably be extremely popular in quite small venues because i also think it's good to try stuff out like Mm -hmm. if you can't get into something you're going to be forced to go to something else and i i think that we've made a pretty consistently great program so Mm -hmm. i think everything will be it, will be it reminds awesome. me in some ways, you know, you used to go to the movies when you were younger mm. and you're determined to go to a film and then it would be sold out. Mm. And then mm. you'd, there'd be three or four other films on that you hadn't planned to go to. Mm. But chances are they'd be pretty good and you just you sort of take a punt and yeah, it's yeah. quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that, and I'm sure this has been partly by design, um, at least for you guys, that, that the intimacy that in these events... Um, I, I got the feeling it takes away some of the perceived snob factor of literary events yeah because no no i mean <clears throat> auckland writers readers festival put on an amazing card again increasingly every year it gets bigger and, and better arguably mm-hmm. but i think there's something about paying a lot of money and sitting at the back of an auditorium that means you don't you don't quite get the same flavor and also people feel that they need to have done some work to get there they need to have done a whole lot of reading be aware of this person that sort of thing that's 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 how i sort of see it yeah and i think you can see it in our audiences like they're definitely younger it's a really fascinating group of people i love seeing the local audiences because i mean i've worked on writers festivals 
for a while and mm. it is a different crowd of people like mm. definitely the traditional format people come to but mm-hmm. there's also lots of younger people yeah yeah and also people who might not be able to afford to buy loads of tickets yeah like that's we, we definitely want to keep liquor accessible in that way and the odd random person as well who just gets yeah, sort of just, just swept up in it that's right they were yeah. just going down to going to have a pint or yeah, they were going yeah. to see what was on it yeah. like a movie or something and <laughs> Instead, there's a literary event oh. happening in the well, movie theatern or what yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> next thing there's a talk happening yeah, yeah. There was and that's very Wellington yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 we had some classic things in the first year because nobody knew what it was yeah, I remember yeah we did was... one one thing down at little Bear quarter and it's a Saturday night at little Bear quarter you know yeah. a lot of people going down for drinks and then we'd had this what's the session to do uh, with... it was about the relationship between writing and alcohol writing and substances. But this just popped off in the middle of their Saturday night, mm. and we, we were sure. Cause God, like, people thought it was an intervention. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it took a while to kind of, there was a good group of people who just happened like, to have stumbled, you it? know, but they all got into the five of it, and they got it, you know, it took them five, a few minutes, but once yeah. they settled in, and it was And we like, put, like, really energetic and quite funny people in that session, so they definitely won the crowd over. Mm, mm. Yeah. It was challenging. <laughs> mm. And you've got, uh, you, you're constantly looking, I guess, to, again, like, grab all forms of, all forms of writing and writers. So, yeah. there are, you know, you have things that are, you know, about journalism, um, poetry, rah, rah, but then also cross-discipline stuff or getting like, you know, like the essay one was a great example where, you know, obviously there's a lot of journalists involved in that, but there were people that wrote fiction and, diff- and or were dedicated essayists. As well, and so yeah, that audience was this huge mix of people because they're either going to support one person they knew in some yeah. cases, and and are open to see whatever else is on. Totally, and I also think um, the other kind of half of Lickrell is the venues. So like, mm. for example, Bicycle Junction are a new venue for us this year, but we also really love what they do. So it's mm-hmm. kind of trying to marry up. Yeah. Um, and they're not they they do little events yeah already right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and like slow boat records mm. like just kind of independent businesses like that that have a um, particular ethos and and following themselves and we mm. we the mixing of those audiences is fun so yeah it's such a dedicated Wellington thing what you're doing is 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 picking favorite Wellington spots. Kind that of, are not yeah. just your favourite spots, but yeah. you, you're guessing that they are. You know they are for other people as well. Yeah. So does that mean have you been approached to set up lit crawl elsewhere to people? Yeah, in we New have and, 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 and <laughs> is that a, a problem? Like a um, we have a flattering, but no. Yeah, kind of flattering, thing? but unsure. To yeah. be really honest, like I think um, I really do believe that the best festivals grow up from within the place that they mm. that they are. Because I think that then it's like quite a genuine relationship between the artists and their place and the organisers, and it just I think it kind of feels right when that happens. So, I th- and even though Lit Crawl is like the motherships in San Francisco, all of the Lit Crawls are very unique, and I think um, I think Wellington for me is just the perfect place for it. Mm. And mm. I think, yeah, we're definitely thinking about other places, but Wellington's are... Also, we don't really have that much time. <laughs> like, this look will takes, like, all yeah, year yeah, to yeah, organise. Yeah. For, uh, and uh, most arts festivals or events 
will tell you that they make no money or next to no money and run on an oily rag. Yeah, but that's I'm sure that's asked. definitely the case with you guys yeah, in terms yeah. of when you if you get anything extra out of a year, it goes right back into the make because 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 of the expectation of growth too totally. that, that you guys have, let alone anyone else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Like we, um, I mean, a lot of our work is pretty much voluntary. Um, we're definitely trying to grow the budget so that we can support it and also keep it accessible because mm. that's the um, lots of people over the last four years have kind of asked why we don't ticket local but I just don't it, it wouldn't be the same thing it would be a totally mm. different event so that's yeah so we just have to find creative ways of trying to support so these it. are free or donation yeah so events really aren't yeah, they yeah you basically donate if you can yeah otherwise it's just free yeah um, but the, I guess the other major thing that we've done this year is create yeah. our ticketed event series so that there is some income hopefully if people buy tickets and also the opportunity to reserve yourself a seat Mm, mm. so it's uh yeah because that's a peace of mind thing too for people or whatever right like uh, you know when you when you book a ticket to something then it goes into whatever form of a calendar you're running and you do actually turn up rather than tell people oh yeah I'll, i'll go along to that and then you get a rainy night and you you know may not suddenly suddenly tv looks quite good yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. But that's the other thing with Lit Crawl because it's the actual crawl itself is it's all on one night, so it's kind of all or nothing. It's yeah. it's not like a week long festival where oh, I might yeah, yeah, see yeah. how it's going and pop in day three yeah. or something. It's like this mm. is it. <laughs> you kind of mm. commit and go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, talk me through before we get into this year's program. Uh, talk me through some highlights, well factor stuff in the first few years, like. Blowing, blowing your mind in terms of expectation. Oh man, I just for me it was that very first look call, just realizing how many people had come. Yeah, that, that was blown. That you like, didn't just have a crazy idea really that fell over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Oh my god! I remember one of one of in particular. We partnered up with the New Zealand Book Council and did a thing called True Stories Told Live, which they'd been doing a few of those, and we'd been chatting with them before, and they were like, yeah, they're really nice events. Usually. 40 or 50 people might come along, that sort of thing. So we had that kind of in mind, and we put it into the embassy mm. uh, in Blondini's, the upstairs mm-hmm. bar, yeah. and probably, I'd say, about 400 people turned up. It was so, yeah, Jim it was so them, yeah. out of control. It was totally, it was actually and we, we just weren't really prepared for <laughs> we that. Not prepared, like, like, the sound system was really small, like, there were all these people, we just had to... You're thinking, what, 40 on. or 50 people yeah, would be great? Yeah, that set it up for yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was overwhelming. Yeah. That was, yeah, I think we had um, Nicky Hager. Yeah. And yeah. His book was hot off the press. Yeah, yeah right. it was pretty, pretty good lineup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just didn't expect it. Um, I, remember, I remember barricading, we had to barricade the doors at Little Beer, Beer Quarter one year. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we had a quiz, a Toby, literary quiz. Toby's and, quiz. Toby, what, yeah, run by Toby Manhai and just so many people were trying to get in. We had to literally just... <laughs> also, um... RTBs, I remember we did a science session in there with Rebecca Priestley and mm. some really great um, kind of poets and different people who take science as an inspiration. And that was so jam packed. Like, that was, I, I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't get into the doors and I had to basically try and stop people from trying to squeeze themselves in. Yeah. It was that kind of experience is really scary. Yeah. <laughs> but also. <laughs> keeps us going because yeah, we're yeah. like oh, okay people actually do want this yeah, yeah. Uh, do, 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 do writers or publishers come to you with with 
concepts or yes. is it yeah yeah which is awesome that's because um, obviously you have some like yeah you, you you guys create it and you obviously okay that but it's it's again that's validation for your idea when people see that you've started it and they want to pick the ball up and run yeah with it, right? they want to well some people like have these crazy ideas and i guess like lacrosse the place to experiment yeah, yeah 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 and um so i remember in the first lip crawl pip and um came to us with rejectamenta which was one of the most gorgeous oh yeah yeah, that yeah. One. and we use the photo Such a from cool that idea. session all the time it was just everyone's just cracking up and mm. it's in um ferret bookshop which was one of the, the old, first supportive the, the old, in the old location yeah, the yeah. and um like that was purely their concept it came from their journal of the same name and it was awesome and this year we've got at least one or two ideas that came from, like Kirsten McDougall had this crazy idea to do a fashion mm. session and we've run with that. So yeah, definitely. We, I love it when mm. people are like, get excited about it. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And you have, I, I, mean, I was going to say, you have things like just a good old fashioned traditional book launch too. There's yeah. A, although yeah. maybe it's not quite. Exactly. Yeah, we try like, to yeah, you try to have a, a spin on it. There's yeah. some quirk factor, but you do do things like that that people would expect a literary event. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not just all um, freaking crazy. people out with crazy yeah. stuff. It's a, it's a nice mix, I think, of, yeah. of you know what you might expect and then stuff that you wouldn't expect was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so when do you first get international appearances? Um, I'm just trying to think. Oh, we started a relationship with the Emerging Wilders Festival in Melbourne a mm. couple of years ago because mm. our friend Michaela, who started Women of Letters, mm. which we've had in Lickroy every year since the start. So I met them in Edinburgh and I just loved the whole concept of Women of Letters and Marek Hardy and Michaela. I just was like, do, do you want to do it in Wellington? And they're just so great to work with. They were just totally mm. straight away, yes. So we've had the kind of them as curators since the beginning but then Michaela became the director of the Emerging Writers Festival and I just said to her why don't we try and set up an exchange so that we build a bit more of a relationship between emerging Australian writers and New Zealand Australian writers and she was like yes straight away so we've had um, Australians come over and we're excited to have more this year and then in exchange New Zealand writers go over to the, mm, that festival mm. but this year's the first year we've kind of got people from further away and that's something we really like to keep building on just yeah. to introduce new voices and kind of fold them into the New Zealanders mm, and mm. yeah it's fun yeah yeah well should we talk about this year's um event yeah, let's give it the massive plug and um <laughs> and go through it and you guys can speak to um well really whatever you want within this but certainly um give people some advance warning on some highlights some must see things obviously they're going to have to then weigh that up against what they have in this yeah. hour so Lit Crawl 2017 is the 10th to the 12th of November yeah so I guess on the 10th we start with Women of Letters so that's the 4th edition and it's actually already selling pretty fast so if you want to go I'd definitely get a ticket um, profits from that event support the Wellington Homeless Women's Trust which um, is an amazing mm. uh, organisation. Um, pretty all-star lineup. We were so lucky that Gaylen Preston said yes. Yeah, and wow. um, Rachel Stewart, who I'm a massive fan of. Yeah. Um, Jess Holly Bates, who I've worked with before, and she's just full of 
life like she's an amazing person yeah and Ashley who people will know Ashley Young um essayist and poet and yeah all round very clever person yeah and Georgina Byer as well first um transgender MP mm. so it's like a it's an amazing lineup and Margarita Urale too yeah 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 so, so an all-star lineup yeah yeah and it's like you just it's an amazing night <laughs> Well, actually, so before, I can say, really. before we go through the, the the program in detail, actually, let's just jump off and talk specifically about the the ticketed events and the, oh, yeah, 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 the inclusion of those, just to clarify, because um, these are all at a pretty good price too. Yeah, like they, we're so it's not to like you've trip. gone up to you can pay two dollars on the door, or to get into this, you have to you know pay fifty dollars. It's not like that at all. No, so, so the ex- it's called we call it lit crawl extended, which mm. is not that creative, but you know. <laughs> It's just, it's hey, what it work, is. You can work on it for next year. See how it goes. And yeah. next, next year it can have a decent title. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts on the Friday night with Women of Letters and then runs all the way through till Sunday evening. So mm. it's um, one hour event. So they're longer than lit sessions, which are only 45 minutes. And they're at the City Gallery Auditorium. So you actually get a seat. Mm. And it's in a it's a beautiful space, that one, I reckon, for conversations. Mm. And it's um, pulling people out of the lit crawl program and re-positioning um, them in these longer sessions that are really more quite conversational and covering their own work in a deeper way and certain subjects in a deeper way. So the first session... I reckon it's going to be pretty stellar is Annalise Jockums who wrote Baby and I just mm. finished it and it is so It's by amazing. the side of the bed I've got to, oh, it's so got to read it It's so creepy It's so it's But I've like heard nothing, nothing but good things before. about it Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a really talented yeah. writer so that is going to be awesome and Pip Adam's going to be talking to her and our Australian writer Harriet McKnight who I mm. saw in Melbourne a couple of months ago and she's a really lovely um, writer so her first novel is called Rainbirds, and it's it's this main story is about Alzheimer's, but the the kind of back sub story is about climate change. It's really clever. Mm. So um, that conversation will be about be about those two books, Baby and Rainbirds, and Pip will be kind of discussing that whole thing of birthing a first novel, mm. <laughs> and mm. also mm. the success these writers have had so early. Um, Witty E. Maida, we're really stoked to have him and Hemi Kelly. And they're talking with writer Michalia Arithamos, who just, who we're launching in Litcrawl, her novel called Okati. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about Witty and Hemi's book called Sleep Standing, which is a bilingual book. And it's kind of the first of its kind in New Zealand. Um, so that's an important discussion. And Witty and Hemi and Michalia are all amazing speakers. So mm. we're mm. really rollicking conversation mm. to it. Mm. Um, what else is awesome? Oh, Nuns, Angels, Witches and Sluts. So that's all about that kind of uncomfortable, the other, the outsider mm. female New Zealand writing. So Mandy Hager, whose latest book is called Eloise. And that's a brilliant book about um, the uh, Eloise and Abelard, the really famous love mm-hmm. story. which is so good. It's such a good book. Kirsten McDougall, whose book Tess is also brilliant, like really fast-paced, kind of family drama but with a supernatural layer in it um, set in Masterton, so mm. good mm. and Elizabeth Knox who everyone will know um, yeah I really don't have to introduce her at all and Jess Holly Bates will be talking to them about those stories and I think probably the changeover will come into that yeah, quite a sure. bit yeah, yeah and yeah. Margaret Mahi yeah. 
Um, then we've got another international writer called Jan Carson, who's from Belfast. She's got that beautiful Northern Irish mm -hmm. accent. Mm -hmm. That's so great. And she's a fascinating writer. So oh. she's quite young, in her 30s, and has written a novel and a short story collection. And then she got writer's block. So she wrote a story on a postcard every day for a year yeah. and posted it um, to just mates around the world. Yeah. And then that became a book in itself. But she's obsessed with Bob Dylan. So like major Bob Dylan fan. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, and she's been researching a book on him. Yeah. So she's been out to the Midwest, interviewed all these people who knew him. So she's got all of this like Bob Dylan depth. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just a really brilliant person. So she'll be um, talking to Sharma Graham just about her life and work and why Bob Dylan and what Bob Dylan. I'm really mm. excited about it. Mm. Then, um, so that's all Saturday, and that's before the crawl starts. And yeah, yeah so that's so the daytime stuff. Those are the ticketed ones. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. the crawl is that evening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's a big day for big people, day. even bigger day yeah. for you guys and for yeah. most of your audience. At least year. you can sit down at these ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say these. So these take these take the form of uh, of of the more formal idea of a literary. Yeah, totally. As the well. more kind of standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impression. Yeah. yeah. And then Sunday like goes through from 11am to 5 o'clock and we've got Emily Wrights talking with Holly Walker um, just about being a mum and the kind of shitty parts and why it's still Ho hard. You know? Holly will be a, a brand new mum again. Ma yeah, maybe. yeah, she will yeah, have she will um, yeah, yeah. a very brand new baby. So yeah. babies are all welcome at this yeah, season. Yeah. In fact, all sessions are welcome. Um, then we've got... Um, a session that's just like listening to a whole bunch of really incredible voices. Um, I haven't even finished programming this yet, mm. so mm. there's going to be more announcements. But just listening to really different kinds of poets and uh, novelists um, <coughs> who'll be reading from their work. So it'll be quite a relaxing way just to introduce yourself to new and familiar voices. Mm. Then we've got a really kind of slightly political session with um, Victor Roger playwright Eleanor Bishop, who's going to be in Wellington for the Stab Commission at Bats, and Brandon Nunnalingham, yeah, who's just launched his latest book. So that all all their work, latest work at least, is tackling some big issue like mm. migrate, immigration, feminism, homophobia, like lots of different kinds of issues that are still so relevant and yeah. necessary so talking about that then we're having a really in-depth conversation with Fiona Farrell who is one of New Zealand's kind of most well-respected novelists mm. and so it's about her post-quake work which has taken the form of two different books a non-fiction and fiction and then finally we celebrate Dame Margaret Sparrow who's a friggin legend <laughs> she launched her book last night and um, Risking Their Lives is the latest one and it, she read from it last night and it's so heartbreaking just the reminding yourself of what women had to go through mm. to kind of fix what was necessary in their lives and just how kind of crazy the system was and still is in some ways, mm. in many ways. So it's um, celebrating her kind of work for women in this country and I guess probably internationally I'm mm. sure she's had a big impact um, with a quite a young journalist called Sasha Borosenko who I think is really brilliant and has been doing some kind of journalistic work around the area as well mm. yeah so it's pretty big there's also a workshop with Jan Carson and you can do a roadie out to Otaki <laughs> if you don't live out there and that's um, a rehearsed reading of a play Rolly Hibbard 
portrait of an artist in Mungo, which I saw on the KMO Festival, and it's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, written and directed by Nancy Brunning, and it's celebrating the work of the writer Rolling mm. the Beat. Mm. Yeah. Wow, so those are really cool events. All yeah. Of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, cool. there's no, no duds there. <laughs> no. And that's yeah, that's all around the um, the actual crawl, and the the crawl. What are the new venues? So you mentioned Slobo and Bicycle Junction. Yeah, um, Bowen Galleries. That's yeah. new. So they um, are also sponsors of Lit Crawl. We're super stoked to have Jenny and Penny on board in the photo. Crumpet. Mm. Um, Crumpet's new, Crumpet Bar. Like, oh, yeah. Tim has been really great, yeah. so yeah. he'll be doing some special cocktails. Yeah. That kind of thing. Hunters and Collectors. Oh, yeah, Hunters and Collectors. Legendary. Mm. Um, so that's where we're doing our fashion session. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So what um, what what are the key, well, you can go through all of them if you want, but what are the key <laughs> crawl events for the on the Saturday <clears throat> evening? Oh, it's so hard, this bit. Um... <laughs> I am really excited by the Short Story Book Club Live because we've been doing it on the radio with GC in the afternoons yeah. and Thursdays and it's just been really, I personally find it quite cathartic just being able to take time to read a short story really closely, talk to people about what they think about it and so to do that live is going to be really fun but we're also inviting people to submit stories mm-hmm. so that's also like a cool aspect of it that we hopefully can expose some new stories and potentially new writers. Mm. Um, I don't know, what about you, Andy? Well, I'm, I always, Toby and Toby Live will be a great session. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, so you've, you've created some, you have some repeat sessions, right? Yeah. You have these yeah. things that get, you know, people get established and, yeah. and not just the the writer is established but the actual session. So talk, yeah, talk about Toby and Toby. I mean, that's Toby Manhire and Toby Morris, yeah. cartoonist. Um, Who work together... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that last year in Caroline. <laughs> it was ridiculously jammed. And it was, it was a little bit hard to see because of the low ceiling with the screen. Yeah, so yeah. what happens is Toby Manho will be interviewing people and Toby Morris will be drawing live cartoons yeah. on a screen while they go. But um, this year it's in the City Gallery yeah. as part of Lit Crawl. Yeah. But they've, uh, it's in the auditorium. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be cool though. They're putting a bar in it. It'll yeah, be a cool. good vibe. And so. to- Toby Lang is coming along from Fat Freddy's. Yeah. Uh, Playing sort of keyboards. Oh, sweet keyboards. <laughs> sort of stings and things. So it's Toby, Toby, and Toby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's a triple Toby. Triple yeah. Toby. <laughs> and three interviewees. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, what, what, what other repeat type events are there? What, what, are, what else is there that's oh, I mean, a regular? This is a songwriter yeah, session, of which we keep changing the name of every year. Yeah, yeah. But it's always at Alistair's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, this is, if people don't know, um, Alistair's music is a great. Uh, Musical instrument shop and kind of community, uh, kind of meeting point for musicians. Mm. A really great, um, you know, a good place to go to get um, not just their knowledge, but also to pick up flyers for gigs and, and things like that. So it's a real neat little community meeting point. And you wouldn't get a nicer Alistair and Catriona who run yeah, the shop. Exactly. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been going there getting strings. Yeah. So I think all of us have since I was like 10 or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So, because Alistair used to run Capital Cap- Music yeah, before yeah. before he took it over and it became Alistair's Music, so he's actually been there for couple, over a couple of decades. Yeah, and he's—I mean—he's such a music 
well, yeah. great musician himself yes. and supporter of music. And yeah, yeah, they're great music like, fans as, yeah, well as, just, as well as having knowledge, yeah, and ability, yeah. And as a place to do a gig, it's, it's a, that session's acoustic. Yeah. Um, and you can just about squat, I think we squashed in 40. 40 people. That's wow. a real squash. It is, yeah. But it's just an amazing thing. It's so much fun because it's like adults turn into little kids yeah. sitting on the floor with their knees up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Cool. So who's, who's, who's doing the do there this year? Um, so Nick Bollinger is emceeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Abel, mm-hmm. who's, uh, he's from Auckland, coming yeah, out from Auckland. Yeah, he's Auckland-based, yeah. Bit a bit of a Johnny Cash slash Nick Cave vibe. Yeah, he's got a yeah, lovely yeah. baritone yeah. voice, bit yeah. of an activist. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Moss, who yeah. people will probably know from Jesse James and the Outlaws. Yeah. Probably. Uh, and Finn Johansson. Yeah, who's cool. A sort of quirky... Yeah, Wellington. Slightly precocious, maybe. Yes, yeah, solo <laughs> act, but also sits in with... Plays in bands, sits in with lots of people, does his own stuff as well. Yeah. His his lyrics are really quirky. Yeah, um, and one of the times I saw him, he he didn't have um, packaging for his CDs, so they he just got a loaf of bread, and each CD got made into a sandwich. Oh my god! He picked it up from the counter <laughs> like a sandwich. Inside the, inside the two slices of bread was his latest album. Yeah. Oh wow! So yeah, that gives some idea of his his kind of quirk. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Finn's also in our session about Bob Dylan. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is really... I'm just self... That's selfish. I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. And I've always wanted to just talk about Bob Dylan. Yeah, cool. I really want to be on the stage myself. But, um... That's, so that's Jan Carson, our Irish yeah. person. And Jeffrey Paparoa Holman. Yeah, I had a massive chat to him oh, about cool. Bob Dylan for this podcast. Yeah, oh, I've done awesome. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you have to check that out. It's, um, no, he's great. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, well, we his did, book is so cool. Yeah, yeah. We did a big... Um, big Bob Dylan chat so uh, people listening to this might have already heard that but yeah he's uh, he has this year published a book called Dylan Junkie yeah of poems so good yeah Dylan inspired poems that are also like they take lyrics and titles and things but they also you know they're autobiographical yeah, well as pop, yeah, you know, yeah. They're not just biographical poems; they're autobiographical as poems yeah. tend to be. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, we had a massive talk about Dylan and oh, the, awesome. the, the various impacts of um, Dylan's music in his life. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. I think Bob Dylan has influenced so just mass millions. Mm. And amazing. I think it was interesting, like the whole you know there was the whole um, Nobel Prize thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously there was some aspect of it being polarising but I think that actually reminded a whole lot of people well if you're going to pick a songwriter as a representative of songs being a form of literature then who else could it be yeah you know and so maybe now they've chosen him it might open the you know you could you can say that someone like Patti Smith sure but you know she's directly she'll be the first to say that he's one of her biggest (laughs) heroes and influences so you know he's sort of the guy at the top of the mountain yeah you know. That performance that Patty did is one of my favourite things oh, of same. last year. Yeah. God, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I've watched it a lot, a yeah. heap of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was just crying. Yeah. Like, oh my God, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, what else? What about- oh, another repeat is probably um, the Starling session. That's this, I can't remember if it's the second or third time we've done it. But that's um, a journal that was started by Louise Wallace, who's a brilliant poet, one of my mm. favourite New Zealand poets. And Starling is for writers under 25. So it's a showcase of kind of the new new writers from that come out of that journal. So that's um, another repeat, but that's always bringing up just new New Zealand talent, who I'm sure we'll keep seeing. Um, There's a lot of good poetry. 
Hits poetry. Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, like, with regard to your the sort of increasing international flavour of the event, the the poetry in and out of translation is an interesting one. Yeah, that's that's really important to me that session, and it's actually something I'd like to do more of throughout the program. But is having other languages other mm. than English mm. and making sure that we're considering like all these different voices that are translated or not. So in that session, you'll hear poetry in Maori and Chinese and French. Um, and also translated mm. so it'll be a really and they're such great poets so I think um, yeah it's a, it's a really cool session that one it'll get jammed in there just a warning Hishigo yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so get there early <laughs> yeah wow man there's so much yeah what else do we need to mention uh, Tourette's and skyscraper stand. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Definitely. So that's another, you know, this is a, another great sort of musical tangent. Like it's, it, this is a gig, but yeah. it, it, you've managed to grab something that that works for that crawl. This was like this was a real gift. This show because I knew so Dominic Howie, who is Tourette's, um, has launched this great novel called Iceland, mm. but it's published by Steel Roberts. So he's like he's an incredible person, like novelist and poet and. Um, he also does this cool thing like this personalised poems thing on a yeah. Friday. Yeah. So we're hoping to. So he's sort of he sort of first got established as a as a rapper. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, he obviously was a writer before yeah. he was a rapper. Uh, he was, you know, he was writing his 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 lyrics and his performance stuff. But yeah, the 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 actual rapping and music aspect has taken a back seat to more. He's yeah, more of a writer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But I kind of so I was really aware of, of Dominic as a writer and then I kinda knew he was gonna tour and was like, Are you coming to Wellington? He's like, Yeah, eleventh of November. I was like, yeah. Okay, you have to wow. so have to be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually that so that's our only ticketed gig in the call. Mm. So and it's longer, it'll be a, mm-hmm. a, a kind of longer session. But it it's kind of a closing thing, right? Like it's kind of yeah. A, it cu- so it I fits mean, within phase two. So it yeah. starts at seven fifteen and it yeah. goes right through. So you might have time to scoot to phase three. Yeah. But it will be an amazing gig to go to because you also get skyscraper Stan. Yeah. Who I didn't really know that well as a musician, but I've been listening to yeah. his work. It's so good. Uh, who, who sort of broadly fits the kind of singer songwriter? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, you're gonna so call yeah exactly Americana. Yeah, American tinge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, whenever I put the headphones on, he just got the dog just goes for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, so he's a, a very much a singer songwriter songwriter solo act kind of thing, which yeah, again sort of speaks to the the, the Dylan influence probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sense, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really we're really really stoked to have that in the program. That's actually ticketed, so that's yeah. the only yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. crawl which we've ticketed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's still it's only fifteen dollars. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's not a not a not a big ticket price either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what else is? True stories told live at the at the city central library. Uh, they're always great events. Mm. Yeah. It's a really nice lineup this year. Yeah, and it's um, also a really nice big venue, so we can fit like a couple of hundred people at least in there. So it's quite a good one to go to if you really want to just get in. Um, and it's a really awesome lineup, actually. Like some very inspiring people, like Renee, whose memoirs coming out later this year, and uh, Lucy Revel. So Lucy's a blogger. So, mm-hmm. um, who's ah, got one of those? Yeah, yeah, got them. You let them sneak in with the real riders, the isn't yeah. that what people say? 
and um, Eamon Mara, who's like, he's so interesting, Eamon. So he's a writer and a comedian and a, yeah. um, I guess, I mean, he's just done this one person show. So he's kind of crosses through lots yeah, of yeah. different. Different yeah, I was gonna say, that seems to be happening. I mean, like with Torex, that seems to be yeah. happening more too. Is that you're getting the um, yeah, these well, like, these sort of multi-discipline yeah. performers, artists. These crazy which is talented cool. people. Yeah, yeah. Here yeah. Lindsay Bird and Nadia yeah. recently, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that sort of crossover. Yeah, yeah, totally. If if people like sort of quirkier, smaller, really super intimate events, um, shall we take this outside? Oh yeah, that's kind of good. Yeah, it's kind of what we were talking about before about reviewing. Like yeah. it's that, it's that um, discussion about what is New Zealand doing in terms of literary reviewing. Like, right. are we too scared to write critically, or what? Who's writing the, good criticism? And the short answer is yes, right? Yeah, but you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have Steve and Paula like yeah. have an argument with each other and catalyze a bit by Daniel McLaughlin, who's a brilliant yeah. reviewer. Yeah, yeah. Steve Bronius yeah. and Paula Morris. Yeah. Anyone who knows them will know that. Yeah. Yeah. They won't be short of a word or two. Yeah, anyway. yeah, that'll be great. And and I think quite funny. Yeah, it'll be and, very funny people. Yeah. And, and sort of another little cosy session, I think, will be a, a cocktail with Lucretia at, at Crumpet. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Lucretia St Redfern is a brilliant, um, very smart, generous Wellingtonian, very beautiful, and um, Victor Roger is an incredible playwright. It's like the legacy of what Victor's written for New Zealand and the world is pretty extraordinary, I reckon. So that's a conversation about Victor's work and kind of living in Wellington, which is relatively new for Victor, and, yeah, just exploring the themes of Victor's work and what he's up and what he might be up to next, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and a cosy little bar with um, cocktails. I think we're doing the LaQuisha cocktail and the Victor Roger cocktail. The... Yeah. Um, Stranger in Town one sounds good too. Yeah, so I met, um, so this is one that was curated by Diane Comer. So Diane emailed me quite a long time ago, actually, maybe six months ago. And we met and had a chat, and she's just a great um, person. I'm going to get this wrong, I think. Sorry, Diane, but I think she's from some, I can't quite remember exactly in America where she's from originally, but her, um, she teaches like the memoir and particularly to migrant writers so mm-hmm. telling that kind of story of journey and adaptation and or not or trying to adjust to different cultures and bringing your culture with you so it's all writers who have made that transformation or, or have come to New Zealand from somewhere else so Giovanni Tiso who's an Italian Diane who's American and Rajoshi Chakraborty who's a brilliant writer from originally from India so it's that kind of conversation. Mm, yeah. Mm. And something you don't usually associate with literature is, is Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So your for your first uh, event at Slowboat, and obviously Slowboat, another you know record store, but another community kind of hub, and they mm. and they have musical and store performances. Um, but uh, you've got a a, a Hamilton event a Hamilton feature yeah well this is we have a bit of a relationship with Hamilton we do you do probably more so than me eh Andy we've sort of been working on the doing some curating for the Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival over the last few years yeah all sorts of stuff a lot of literary stuff but also I've been curating music for them and yeah things like that over the years yeah so we built up this and Hamilton it was a revelation for us eh like it's such a great city the gardens are incredible great food 
awesome people. And so I just started to get really sick of hearing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like my joke, uh, <laughs> introing this, which I didn't mean. Uh, exactly. But so I, we just decided to do a session that was with these brilliant Hamilton people. So Jesse Mulligan is in it, and Faith Wilson, who is such a star, she's such an amazing writer. Issa Morris, who I've been hearing a lot about and been reading their work. Um, Thomson Slay, brilliant writer. So um, it's they're all Hamiltonians, and they'll be reading from their work and kind of proving that great thing. Yeah, 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 cool. And we might convince Slowboat to put some great Hamilton music yeah, on. Yeah, you might be able to help us oh, curate yeah. a uh, yeah. Yeah. Hamilton uh, yeah. pre-gig playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's some, yeah, there's some Hamilton stuff. Obviously, you've got to have the the, the County Bluegrass Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Nightshade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we could think of some good stuff too. Yeah. The Dixons, what they came back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's close enough. Close enough. Close enough. Close enough. Um, Canberra's Hamilton, isn't Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, cool, I mean, what, a, what an amazing bunch of things. We've probably missed one or two things out, but that, that feels like a pretty good run-through of the of the event. So, phase one starts at 6 o'clock, and oh, 6 p.m., on, and then you're all wrapped up by 9.30. Yeah, and then there's an after-party. And then party. there's an after-party, yeah. and that goes... Till late. Till, yeah. yeah, yeah, till late. Till, till the pub closes. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Down we'll now. Have, um, and then everyone has to get up and and go, go to the, the Sunday events. Yeah. <laughs> so the after party actually happens in the middle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, in that sense, because it's the it's the after party for the crawl. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so should we talk a little bit about some of the other things you guys have done in terms of event management, event organisation? Because it isn't just lip crawl. You've yeah. both done a bunch of things together and. And separately, right? Yeah. So I guess so. I as I said before, I've been working on festivals for ages, kind of festivals and publishing, mm-hmm. which have lots of parallels in terms of wrangling people and and, and, and frankly, of, one needs the other. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. That they have a symbiotic writers relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I guess it, just organising things has been my bag for quite some time and then when I met Andy you've you're amazing in that you've never actually had an office job ever in your life really never no wow yeah thought about it but (laughs) (laughs) wow I did I actually didn't know that I just assumed you must have had some some day job work at some point no I did some part-time work (laughs) as a student at Little Gringo's yeah for a while but that's as close as I got yeah yeah so you're a gifted hockey player (laughs) <laughs> and, and going back in time and yeah it's going back but what, and so what happened there gave that up for music what did happen there I moved to Ireland yeah yeah and that was sort of yeah I, mean, I, yeah, I suppose when I was younger I was sort of I loved playing hockey and yeah yeah that, that end of things but yeah then I moved to Ireland yeah in sort of my mid to late 20s yeah and got into the Guinness well got, got into the music <laughs> scene got into, got, got into the music scene got into the Guinness which slowed you down a little bit with hockey but really it was the music that took over right yeah but I, I wasn't really sure how that would pan out yeah I just moved over there yeah and then I sort of yeah I got into the jazz scene there yeah there weren't many double bass players when I moved over right the Wellington scene was quite crowded when I when yeah. I left yeah um, small city and a lot of players coming out of the jazz school all really good yeah yeah um, but yeah, I moved to Dublin and suddenly I was getting five gigs a week. And then moved into the folk scene, started mm-hmm. playing in bands, mm. Irish folk bands, and that kept me going for about a decade. Yeah. And you, t- <laughs> I mean, you toured. 
yeah all over the place right yeah more or less non-stop for yeah. for a decade yeah yeah and so that's your that's what you're doing and that's giving you money like that's why you don't need a job so what what happens what happens at the end of that what do you do decide to come back to new zealand yeah that's exactly like how long's a piece of string it was kind yeah. of how yeah. I, I sort of got to this point where i could see it i was looking at guys ahead of me further down the track yeah. i'd been going for 10 years yeah. touring probably yeah. as working as a musician for 15 full time probably yeah and you can see guys further down the track in their sort of mid 40s and then you realize oh there's probably a turning point where if you know you, yeah yeah you probably cross a yeah cross a bridge or something and maybe don't come back sort yes. of thing you just yeah. that's your life is totally on the road yeah and i don't know i enjoyed i, I loved it while i was doing it but i just yeah, made, a, make a call i basically made a call and said oh, i'm going to move back to new zealand and yeah. sort of pull out of the whole touring yeah. thing i've still kept up playing music yeah 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 but but yeah just not that not that touring anymore yeah just the, yeah. Odd, the odd thing here and there you know yeah. sort of crops up but so how do you how do you get into um promoting and managing events well i obviously had all these connections from from traveling so over mm. the last oh, when i came back here in about 2011 mm. more i started moving back here and, mm. and, and since that time I've been I've kept in touch with a lot of musicians and I get emails every now and then from people saying hey we'd like to get out here so I've sort of been putting together these tours for mostly Irish based artists some American ones yeah, yeah. Um, some Scottish ones but you've done English. loads of tours now here eh really? quite a few yeah 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 so that's cool it's, it's a good way for me to keep in touch with you yeah. know yeah. people I've made good friendships with over the years and keeps me kind of connected with yeah. What's going on over the other side of the world? Yeah, and yeah. And then the and then the literary sort of side of things. What well, that comes together when you guys meet? Yeah. yeah, I mean Claire's really got the more of the stronger background <laughs> in that side of things. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a book nerd, studied English, mm. read all the time. So yeah, that and went into publishing. So that was my contribution. But I guess I would I would never have done Nick Crawhead. I don't meet you. I don't think because I. It's a pretty terrifying thing to just completely die on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that was quite a good, like a handy little post. But, so how, um, you know, you, you've spoken about um, being, obviously being nervous on the on the day, and even, you know, four years into it, you there's a lot you miss out on because mm. you're the last to arrive at the yeah. venue and the first to be asked a question about things. But how, um, how stressful... Is it for you now on the on the running of it, and how? Um, yeah, you don't have to name and shame anyone here, but how difficult are the people that you're wrangling? The writers and the publishers are gold. Like, yeah. honestly, that whole thing of like difficult artists doesn't apply to, to no. me. Like, and it, I don't think it ever has in my whole career. But I think one of the difficult. I mean, we obviously we we're trying to we run it on a fairly tight budget yeah. and we want most of the money we get to go actually into the event yeah not not spend it all on a marketing campaign or yeah. infrastructure yeah. that's so that's that makes for it me, that's more difficult. Like the easiest thing is programming and like actually making the event the hardest thing is getting the money together and like the business end because yeah. it's just hard to get money for the arts especially a startup festival that you know and we've we've got really supportive partners like said and um, the city council and stuff, but it is a really small amount of money, yeah. and it yeah. just 
it's, I mean, it, we're definitely operating quite significantly under the ideal budget. There's, there's, <laughs> a, lot, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can obviously do things yeah. on a lower budget, but that yeah. does put a bit more pressure on us. Like if, take for example, sound, you've got yes. 25 events. Yes. Really, you want 25 sound systems, which is yeah. quite a lot actually for it. Yeah. But often we haven't had that. In the first year, we had about, we only had, we had fewer events. We had 14 yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first year, but we had about four or five sound systems and right. we were moving them around yeah, between yeah, gigs yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or I had some mates who were musicians who had yeah. gear and they yeah. just sort of turn up and bring their gear down to one of the venues at yeah. some point there was a lot of that which from an organisational point of view yes created a bit more yeah. kind of tension yeah 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 people quite often ask us where our office is which always makes it up I'm like yeah. oh at home like yeah, we, we on, just yeah. on my laptop yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah on the dinner table yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. but so we're like we're tiny yeah. but we've had um, the one thing that we've managed to expand on this year is have a, um intern from Victoria University and Emma she's our intern this year and she's amazing like just having someone else to kind of yeah, do yeah. stuff for us and yeah. work yeah. with us is so good um, yeah so what's the what's the ambition with Lit Crawl like how long do you want to see it keep going? And, and um, you know, I really want it to keep going. I think that it's become. I really do feel like it's become important for Wellington. I got and the I feeling that last year's one was where it felt, <coughs> you know, very fully established. Like, yeah. Like people were talking, and maybe this was the case with the second one, but people were talking at the after party last year immediately about looking forward to the next year's event yeah which oh, is that's cool a good, a good sign right? yeah I definitely yeah. feel like the the momentum behind it is like we couldn't stop it even if we wanted to yeah yeah and um but also like I'm looking forward to next year so one thing we're going to do next year is interview uh, introduce guest curators so that we can have cool. different yeah, voices yeah, yeah, and yeah. different people kind of putting things together which will be I think really a cool development for the whole thing and yeah. for the whole community of people involved so that's one thing we'll introduce. And I guess, like, we basically just keep lobbying for more recognition in terms of support, really, so that we can keep it going. Mm. Yeah. So mm. that we just have to keep that kind of um, support case alive. And other events? I mean, you did that thing this winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was that? That's I mean, Andy's brainchild. That was amazing. It was what I saw of it, but how how was it? It was. I mean, I was really, really happy with the way yeah. it went. It was... It was kind of like, you know, you sit around and think, oh, this would be cool to do. We, we basically wanted to create a midwinter thing yeah, that sort yeah. of focused, utilised the dark, darkest yes. nights of the year, sort of yeah. everything focused in and around that. And, you know, you, it's, it's easy to sit around and go, oh, bef- wouldn't it be cool to do an event that was like this and wouldn't it be cool to do something like that? So we had this kind of brainstorming session about a year before, came mm. up with all these ideas that we thought would be pretty cool mm. and then committed to it and then realised... Okay, now we've committed to it actually it's a ton of production <laughs> so basically it was just the two of us and it's a week-long yeah multi-arts festival that culminated in burning a giant demon effigy on the waterfront <laughs> with a band um but it yeah i mean we we're it, it it was a lot of man hours yeah, yeah. Uh, but we were real happy with the way it and because you had this kind of food element to it too right oh, the yeah, yeah which is food we, I, we, we we've done a lot of events but food is a whole different ballpark as well yeah you know, yeah there's people have very particular ideas about food and, you know... Different expectations. Also, like, the level of work involved in doing the feasts that we did was is so extreme. 
even yeah, physically, it, like yeah, the labour yeah, of like, yeah, uh, yeah, I find those hard work. Like yeah, one of the so hardest events. If, for those who didn't make it, the festival's called Illumis, but we yeah. did this banquet feast, um, and it's basically a hundred and hundred people four course meal prepared by Field and Green. It was such good food, yeah. Wow. With um, readings and some live music. And, and, the, yeah. and the, the meal itself was based on St. Lucia Night, which is celebrated in lots of places in Europe. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it had this really amazing kind of story behind the food as well, which was really cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and it was, St. Lucia Night is usually a Christmas thing, so it's usually midwinter in Europe. You had yeah. um, an acapella choral oh, incredible. Um, oh, I saw you at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, was War beautiful. Memorial, um, all candle lit, all yeah, that was yeah. amazing. That yeah, was those so, guys, yeah, yeah. Aurora Four, yeah, they're, yeah, they're incredible singers. That was that was incredible, and the and the sort of um, you know, it's cool going into something like that, and you know, you go to a gig or a reading or whatever, and and usually people just sit and wait, and mm. that's that. But you, the waiting, and the arrival at something like that, you know, it's almost like became sort of a version of a performance that the audience is, mm. is, is doing, you know, like, it, it's, you know, there's, I was thinking, like, when I went to the Prince concert, that there was a, a level of sort of um, energy there that was different to other shows, you know, mm. he'd never played in New Zealand, and, and there were these small shows, and they'd only been announced two weeks or three weeks before it happened. There was this, and, and everyone was told that they couldn't take photos and that cameras were going to get taken off them and that they were going to be ejected so so there were strangers just talking to one another in the foyer mm. which was awesome because that, yes. does, that doesn't actually happen and that made me think like with that you know this was different to that but with that um, event at the War Memorial that yeah there was just this energy that the audience was creating and was part of almost without realising that was different to any other sort of gig or yeah because we had no idea how people would respond to that yeah. event as well because there was a a guy, Joel Vinson, who plays uh, sort of electronic guitar. Yeah, yeah prepared guitar. Prepared guitar yeah. soundscapes. I, I really enjoyed that. I could say, I mean, there, I was sitting near some people that just did not have the facility for that at all. So they, they <laughs> just they just couldn't tell if it was an elaborate prank, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, of course, you know, in, 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 in worlds of um, improvised and prepared music, that's kind of par for the course. I think yeah. performers know that that's... And, and play to that on some level too. But I thought he was great. Yeah. But I love the fact that that was there and then it was a four part yes. choral yeah, yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great thing brilliant, about me. Yeah, this brilliant marriage of two yeah. things you wouldn't normally put together. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's good. I think even people who it might not have been their cup of tea that yeah. would, would have come away going with something. Yeah, I think absolutely. From, from, the, from yeah, Joel's that's, music. That's right. Even if it was, what was that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's better that yeah. than just sit and politely clap through something and then never think about it again. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea how. Well, like I thought, uh, I thought we'd put him on first as a sort of to fill the space and create this. Yeah, because it's such an amazing, incredible space, and what he does is there's not really many people around New Zealand mm. doing that sort of thing. Mm, mm. And then it hit seven o'clock, which I had listed on the program as the start time, and everyone went dead silent. Mm. It was quite sort of, I don't know, people just sat there absorbing. Mm. Because it is an extraordinary, like a very special space as well. Like it kind of needed that um, sense of like gathering yourself. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also did the um, the little church in Newtown um, was a cool venue too. Yeah, Norman yeah. Man and um, Hannah and Bill's the Lutheran Church. Yeah, 
Um, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously Norman and Hannah and Bill have done a bunch of great things together and, and are going to continue to. But I really enjoyed that work. It's a fascinating work. Which, that was which cool. You, which you performed in. Yeah. Yeah, I had my... <laughs> I was sort of... I was doing the door, the lights, the <laughs> yeah, sound. Yeah, that's right. We had, and we had no staff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the floor and grabbed the double And bass. I had to bail, eh? I had to bail on you halfway through that. <laughs> but that's an incredible composition yeah. by Norman yeah. Mann. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. the, the words, the text by Bill Manhart, I mean, it's a, it's called Bridges, and it's yes. it basically follows these Norse myths about they believed that there was a, a rainbow bridge that went from the land of the humans to the gods, Mm. And these giant races were always trying to get across and over the bridge to sort of get a piece of the action and steal some of the gods. There was all this sort of messing going on, basically, and there's a lot of humour behind it and mm. a lot of conflicts. And mm. it's a really interesting um, piece of work. Mm. So any other, I don't, I don't want to say crazy ideas, but any other wild and interesting and different ideas outside of lip crawl ahead for you guys? I've got something I've been working on in my head for a little while, but I, I can't allow to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so the answer is yes, but, yeah. <laughs> but I no just specifics. need to kind of clear yeah. the time. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like it's got legs. Yeah. We're going to do Lomas again next year as well. Cool. Yeah. And that'll be, you know, definitely... Every event will be unique new yeah. events like last time, which I'm, yeah. I'm quite yeah. keen on focusing on pushing brand yeah. new events that yeah, yeah. people haven't really. But what else did you have? You had like a um, you have a poetry thing that was like chocolate tasting or yeah 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 yeah, yeah that was yeah. cool. That ba- based really around cool. medieval humours. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a medieval nerd as well. Right, I love yeah that whole period. Yeah, so we're looking at the idea of the humours and the human body well that kind of it was this really cool marriage of like spirituality and physical health and well-being mm. back then so we're looking at um and it was really so the humors are also quite tied to the elements so like earth and air and and fire and water so we your friend Luke who runs the chocolate bar which is this awesome amazing chocolate company kind of chose chocolates to match the elements and then we chose us poets to pick which element they thought they were. Yeah, right. And then, so we matched them mm. together mm. in the session. Mm. Which is really cool. Wow. Yeah, So, you've got full-time, full-year work between those two festivals, like, pretty much between those yeah. two festivals and then, and I, then yeah, my, other things. I actually work half-time for the Auckland Writers Festival. That's, like, my um, yeah. real job, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. but I mean workload-wise, yeah. oh, totally. in terms of, oh, in terms of you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that sustains you creatively and, yeah. and takes up your time Yeah, definitely. Like, in a hugely rewarding sense, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but that takes up your time right throughout the, the, year. the year now. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, we work all the time. Another music event you might be into yeah. that, that we also did in Loomis, we did a composed, there's a, a, a film from 1920, a Danish oh, film called, yeah, yeah, called Haxon. I was going to come along to that. Oh, that was and I, amazing. Um, I can't remember, I think um, I got sick or Oscar was sick, I, I remember I was, yeah, I was going to come it's to an, that. It's an incredible that. film. Yeah, I was gutted to miss that. So it's basically, it's sort of a, a about witch hunts in the Middle Ages, yeah. viewed from the lens in the 1920s. You did that at Roxy, because yeah. a, a day or two later I was out and about and someone who worked at the Roxy came up to me and said, oh didn't see it, this thing, it was so incredible and was just gushing about it. It yeah. was actually incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, 
I found even the, more good. I missed but, it. Well, I found the yeah. film really hard to watch without music. I was like, oh, yeah. this is such a creepy film. But the, with the music, it had this incredible energy behind it. The live band was amazing. Yeah, live narration. Yeah. Live narration, amazing. But actually, you know, the City Gallery is doing this Occulture series, and mm. they've, they've taken the film on, and, and we're going to do it again. Oh, cool. Oh, November 2nd. Oh, cool. Oh, in, awesome. in the auditorium, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh, no, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, anything else that we've forgotten to plug or mention or anything else you want to... Uh, we've called ourselves Pirate and Queen. That's our yeah, company name. <laughs> yeah, well, you just needed a production name. <laughs> yeah, we really needed a name. And I, when my very first time in Ireland, I went to a pub, this old man told me this story about, because I'm redheaded, and he was like, oh... Usually you wouldn't be able to be in this pub. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> He's like, oh, you got red hair. You're like the descendant of the pirate queen. And started to tell me this bullshit story about this woman who apparently killed all her husbands and was known yeah. as this pirate queen. Which I, I just, I don't know, it stuck with me. I really loved it. So we kind of decided to call the company after that old man in an Irish pub who told yeah. me this story about a pirate queen. But we were kind of thinking, well, it, it can't just be Pirate Queen because then yeah, yeah. that's one person. Yeah, yeah, so it's Pirate like, and yeah, yeah. So now the eternal question is, who is the Pirate? <laughs> I was just, I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that. I guess that. I guess that can vary. Yeah, definitely. What day get you one on. moves. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what people can look for now when they want these quality events that are quirky, interesting, a little bit different. Um, and yeah. With with uh, an artistic integrity seems to be the the reference point the constant and all of this yeah a real sort of um d- desire to to put something good into the world that's interesting yeah, yeah. often new yeah and yeah yeah un- creative un- if not undiscovered underdiscovered yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah 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 and also just accessible yeah just want people to be able to go and feel like they can yeah go. accessible price wise yeah so it's yeah. obviously a big thing yeah yeah and kind of also in in venues as much as possible that are comfortable mm. yeah it's nice seeing that, yeah it's really cool seeing the different um you know utilization of spaces like even like over the years you go to a book launch and it's in a pub or something people yeah. always go this is cool like, yeah because again there's that yeah, i mean hey you know you know unity books and loads of bookstores do great awesome launches book, yeah book launches and you know i've been to tons of them there and we'll always go to them but there is something good about i mean and you can i've been to um, book launches that Unity have put on in other venues, not just their store. So, yeah. you know, you can always get the the required flavour, but take it somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, I've got a theory about the essentials of human happiness, and I think that like food and drink is so. I just think it's so important in events. Like, in fact, we kind of had to stop doing this because we we were just blowing our tiny budget but mm. in the very first look call, we had food and free drink in every venue it was free beer eh? yeah wow. <laughs> because we were just like we really want people to feel like these little parties everywhere yeah I was going to say it, it, it's, it's a great way to and I don't just mean in terms of getting boozed or whatever but just food as well it's a great yeah. way it's it's an icebreaker right it yeah, gives yeah. people you know something to do with their hands yeah something to talk to someone they've never talked to about you know it's a bit of it's a little bit more interesting than talking about the weather yeah you know but it's the same kind of small like talk thing that then leads to breaks the connection. formalities yeah. yeah yeah that's the that's the form formality sometimes well, for me like yeah, freak me out it like, breaks down the stuffiness yeah. you know there's yeah. this whole thing well, I mean we were talking about this a bit before we started recording too there's this a lot of perceived snob factor that in, in events that's actually just a kind of 
I guess a fear of the unknown. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, that actually it's, you know, um, these are supposed to be happy, interesting, you know, mildly educational, sometimes very educational, but they're supposed to be happy events. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for putting them on. Thank you for doing them. Thanks for all your work. It's Thanks. awesome. Yeah, we really, it's fun. Ultimately, it's really fun. You reckon, Andy? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to employ me anyway, so. Yeah, I'm totally unemployed. Oh, man. I had that too. <laughs> well, I'm sailing away My own true love Sailing away in the morning Is there something I can send you From across the sea Place that I'll be landing. No, there's nothing you can send me. My own true love. There's nothing I'm wishing to be warning you. Just carry yourself back to me unspoiled. From across that lonesome ocean. But I just thought you might long want something. Silver or golden Either from the mountains of Madrid Or from the coast of Barcelona But if I had the stars from the darkest night Or the diamonds from the deepest ocean I would forsake them all Your sweet kisses, all I'm wishing 